This podcast may contain adult language and content not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Another episode of Glamazons and Leprechauns, where two women at opposite ends of the height spectrum offer their unique perspectives on culture and society. I am, um, what am I? I am the six foot fabulous Tracy Payne Black. <laughs> I'm forgetful is what I am. Uh, I am the five foot furious Rochelle Charmet. Now we can swap for this week if you want. We swap what? Oh no, we'll personas. Just... A persona? Yeah, I'll just let you be shitty this whole episode like I normally am. <laughs> <laughs> just get to say any mean thing that pops into your head. Maybe, and you do most of the talking. That's fine. There's been some cheese. No, some. That's that's a very guilty. There's been some cheese. There's been. I see you sliding cheese. down cheese mountains with crackers in each hand, just ah, nah, nah, all the way down. <laughs> Let's talk about that real quick. That um, that TV show where they're rolling cheese down a hill. Like, oh god i love it oh i want to do that so bad but i culture don't do i need to appropriate to roll cheese down a hill like who what was where were they um so that's it in isn't that in that's in england is it is it in england it's thing? in it's not in manchester is it i don't know oh, now i can't remember or leicester or whatever but it is it's in you know semi-countryside and uh I put that on for Neeranch because I thought he'd be really interested in it. Watch these people, you know, they, look at them do dumb, dangerous things. You love that shit. So he looks at it and he's like, well, that's not very far. They were doing an aerial shot of the hill that they right. run down. But the the um, the drone was over it. So you're looking down at the length. And he's like, that's not that far. That's dumb. It's really steep, though. Yeah. To be running As down. the shot progresses and you start to see how steep that hill is that's when he was like oh see i didn't watch it so i didn't see um what happens to the cheese afterwards oh you gotta watch it it's fantastic do they they eat the cheese like uh no they get to hold it up and take a picture with the cheese they don't even cut the cheese i bet some of them cut the cheese i bet some of them flat out shit their pants based on some of the falls that you see it looks bad do they get to take the cheese home with them? Mm, no. I don't think so. See, I think it seems like a waste of cheese. I think they get a trophy. Well, no, they they protect the cheese. The cheese is protected. There are a lot of layers of tape around said cheese. And I'm guessing that they do eat the cheese, maybe with like some ceremonial crackers and a nice wine, but... Do they talk about the origin of this tradition? Like, why are they um, rolling cheese down a hill? Is this there's yes. some wicker man reason, like the crops will grow better for the pagans no i think um i think they just get shit-faced and chase cheese but i mean to be (laughs) fair i started it up for the husband and then i think i just watched about a third of it but when they start falling and really hurting themselves i can't watch anymore too much of an empath Uh, it makes my ass cramp really bad to watch people take physical spills it, it it's very painful for me so i walked out mm. of the room so I, I take it you don't watch like american ninja or don't, the show where people have to go through those obstacle courses well okay let me take that back do you remember that one that they used to show on spike where it was the Jap- i think it was japanese yes. takishi's mm-hmm. mountain and then they did their version of it for spike where they had they overdubbed it and it was awesome it was hilarious like watching iron chef back yeah, in the day yeah yes. oh god i loved that but some of those people like the, oh yeah hurt bad i'd see knees bend in the wrong way Ooh. and then i'd have to change the channel because my <laughs> ass cramps i get it's like 
you know the big muscle in your butt cheek yeah it would it cramps it feels like somebody's grabbed it and starts twisting it really hurts i don't do that to my butt when i'm excited i think that's only you uh yeah like anytime I, I sense i anytime i feel like somebody's gonna get hurt i have terrible ass cramps I think it's I, like my butt cheeks are psychic you're gonna get hurt <laughs> i think my jaw um like mm, oh I yeah do, i do some other tense but the tension is not in my ass the tension I have enough, is right in my ass. Um, tension in my ass, myself. No, my ass is pretty easygoing. You know, it's fairly relaxed. I'm so <laughs> glad to know. Are, and, you know, the worst for me is when you watch, like, America's Funniest Home Videos and they show all the old people falling down. To me, that's not funny because old people can really hurt themselves right. falling down. She that lady could have broken her hip or something. Oh, yeah. No, and then when she was talking about, oh, yeah, like, I've permanently dislocated my collarbone. And I'm like, I think that's, that's your body telling you to stop being stupid. She should certainly not be rolling cheese down But I, I do kind of want to, I want to watch it for sure. Depending on the amount of alcohol I've consumed, could be talked into participating in it. Although I don't know that I would run down the hill after the cheese. I'd probably scoot down on my butt and laugh the whole time. But there better be some cheese for me to eat at the bottom of that hill. And I think that they should do a follow-up to the chili eating competition. It should be called chili eating competition 12 hours later. Because you know. After the cheese? Uh, after, well, no. But I mean, like, you eat that many chilies and in 6 to 12 hours, you are going to be shitting lava and screaming. Yeah. It should just be a shot of, like, outside of a restroom door and you hear somebody screaming in the background. This is not, like I said, a food episode, but nope. it is in line with traditions. So today we're talking about lies we tell our children. Mm, lies, I love lying to children. Lies it's we tell our children around holidays. Thing. Yes. Holiday lies. Holiday lies. Sure. What kind of lies were you told as a child around holidays? Uh, the the big lie in my family was the Santa Claus lie. Right, the Santa Claus lie. I know yeah. there's a lot of them. Elf in the Shelf. Didn't but, get told that. No, that was, I think that's newer. Yes, it's like that is. like a millennial is. thing. Yes. And what is the elf on the shelf? Because Santa will, can take a while to discuss. But what is that, really? Don't people... The, the elf on the shelf is the in-home, ex- you know, example of being watched. Right, you better watch out, you better watched. not cry. It's the same idea. Yes, it's Santa. the same idea that you're being observed and you will either be rewarded or punished based on your behavior. And they hide it around the house in different places. They do. They the move idea. it around to make the children believe that the elf on the shelf is, is actually moving. alive. Which like, is you creepy won't see as it shit. Move, but at night it'll move around. And yeah. I'm like, I watch way Fuck too many that. horror movies for that <laughs> shit. But it is realistically like a visual reminder of correcting your behavior around the holidays. And then I think the parents have just had a lot of fun with screwing with their kids, having the elf do naughty things. You know, and taking pictures. It's part of this let's take a picture of everything generation. Right. Like putting um, a flower down and then little footprints. And then little footprints into, as if he got into that and did something yeah, silly. Yeah, kind of creepy. That's all yeah. really creepy if you think about it. Probably not to kids nowadays. I think the kids nowadays are raised with a far more uh, gentler version of the world. You know, I mean, I can't imagine that kids nowadays get exposed to the horror elements that we so did? early yeah like poltergeist 
Maybe, but I do. I was told the Santa Claus lie, and are you ready for this? Yes. Oh, my God, dude, seriously. I believed in Santa Claus until I was like 10 or 11 years old, and the only reason I stopped believing in Santa Claus was I found my mom's uh, Easter candy stash that she had gotten to do my Easter basket because I didn't just believe in Santa. I believed in the Easter bunny. Right, that's another lie. And a character called the New Year's baby who put prizes in your shoes if you left your shoes outside. Uh, And then there was Cupid who would also like ding dong ditch you a prize. (laughs) My mom was totally into giving prizes. I guess so. And telling lies to you. (laughs) And telling lies. I just bought it hook, line, and seeker because... I wanted it to be true. Um, okay, I, so you found the Easter candy. Yeah, and, and then I realized the Easter bunny was a lie, which made me realize that mm. Santa Claus is a lie, and the New Year's baby is a lie, and Cupid is a lie, and let me see if there was any other fairy? fictional. Yeah, you know, Tooth Fairy was a lie, yes. Sure. There were other. God, it seems like she had one for every month for She a did, while. yeah. Well, my mom was not really big on physical affection as far right. as like, she was not a huggy mom or a kissy mom or anything like that. She so was let not, me, let me like, you know, deceive my child by telling her about these. She liked to give know, gifts. Mythical creatures. That, can that was her expression her. of love. Also selling me on stories that I would just believe with a big old smile on my face, you know? <laughs> oh, I remember um, my mom telling me there was there wasn't an Easter bunny or here like, let me just give you the Easter basket or her saying it, it's for me so your mom kind of popped that myth yeah. bubble for you she's like yeah no my mom I would never ba- do that she's like once you figure it out you know she's like but I just didn't think you'd believe that long and you did <laughs> so I kind of forced her into continuing all of these traditions because I believed in it <laughs> so if you believed in Santa what were all the you know fake Santas and the mall and, and stuff who were all I believed they? that was actually Santa Claus it was always Santa even though they I never really different. I never really thought about the fact that there was a Santa in every mall um I believed that I was I was a weird kid like dude, that was seriously the only, one and only Santa that was Santa right there okay four years old <laughs> made my Christmas list my mom, like a lot of parents, would be like, got to write your letter to Santa and then give it to me and I'll take it to the post would office. Would you do this every year? Yep. But when I was four, I decided, what's the point of writing a letter? I'm going to see him at the mall. So I'll just tell him when I get there. And I would not tell a soul what I wanted for Christmas. I absolutely refused to tell anyone. She had all of my aunts try to get it out of me, my cousins. I was not about to tell anybody because I was convinced apparently that if I told anybody other than Santa what I wanted I wouldn't get it so this forced my mom to go to the mall with me to get the annual picture with Santa who I fully believed was actually Santa and then had to what to pay pay Santa to tell yeah one of my aunts had to go and and explain to Santa pre me getting in line that I had refused to tell anybody, so please pay attention and then tell her after I got out of his lap. What a yeah. bunch of horseshit. <laughs> yep. But believe me, I mean, you know, that's what? that's just me as a person. If you're going to tell me that lie and I'm going to buy it, I'm going to make you work for it, apparently. Yes, so. <laughs> had to bribe Santa. To, had to bribe Santa Claus to, for him to, to yep. tell up your, give, give up your secret. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Do that you remember f- the present? Do you remember what you wanted? Mm, let me see if I was four that was probably right around when that weird baby doll baby alive had come out 
Do you remember that doll? It would eat and drink and, and did a poop. pee. Yeah, yeah and I pee think I had, into diapers. I had a baby feel so real. It was heavy. Yeah, like baby alive was heavy and mechanical and weird. Baby, yeah, baby feel so real. You could push on its skin and it would bounce back. It was. She had a weird smell. That's you know weird. what I mean. Like a like wasn't there like a Mister yeah. Stretch like Stretch Armstrong Stretch Armstrong where it was the could, corn syrup or whatever. Yeah, inside there of was him. something inside. So if you pushed on her on her arm or whatever, it would come back, and you could feed her with a bottle, yeah. and she'd pee. But that's it. Oh, I like that it taught you to squeeze children to make sure they were real. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that is a great. Um, um so. When it came, because I believed so long and forced my mother to buy me all of these things, which I now think is just delicious irony. Um, when it came to my kid, uh, I did tell him, I did tell the Santa Claus myth, because I think you have to learn early that people will lie to you. And this is a great way. Um, I did not make all the presents from Santa. I made one present from Santa that would be under the tree and not wrapped. Like, I was like, Santa doesn't have time to bring you a bunch of presents. You'll get one present for him. And is that like Christmas morning you, you'd have the present mm-hmm. out from Santa? The present yeah. from Santa would be out. And it would usually be like, I'd be like, hey, you is know, have you thought present? about what you're going to... No. Mm-mm. No. Have you thought about what you're going to ask Santa Claus for? You know, and that way there would be one thing. I was pretty good about knowing what to get him. But there'd be one thing that would definitely be like something he really desired. And it usually wasn't something terribly expensive. I remember one year it was, uh, he liked these little rubber characters called the Trash Pack. And they were little, like, garbage. They were little funny garbage characters. It was dumb as hell. And they came in, like, these little plastic trash cans. And it was, like, the mystery prize. You didn't know which one you were getting. Oh. You could put them on top of a pencil. He really liked them. I thought they were dumb. But when he said that's what he was going to ask Santa Claus for, that's what he got. He got a trash pack collection. How old is he at this time? Is he like four or five? Mm, or? That was more like six or so. Oh, really? Yeah. But it. I think the year after that, I know one day we were in the car and he said, Mom, is Santa Claus real? And I said, well, what do you think? <laughs> and he goes, no, I don't think Santa Claus is real. And I said, okay. And he goes, well... What happens when you don't think Santa Claus is real? I said, well, if you don't think Santa Claus is real, then Santa Claus doesn't bring you a present anymore. That's all that happens. And he goes, that's it? And I said, yeah. I said, so what do you think? He goes, I don't, I don't think Santa Claus is real. I said, okay, honey. <laughs> and then Santa didn't bring him a present that year or any of the years after that. And he was okay with that? Yeah. You've met my kid. He's weird too. <laughs> he's pra- I wouldn't say he's weird. He's pragmatic, I would mm, say. Yeah. Huh. And so after and that, he, he still got presents. He yeah, because he still got but everything else. But the unwrapped, quote unquote, present from Santa Claus was not there. That's all. I didn't make a big deal out of it. That's all it was. But I will tell you this. In the, in the I still kind of believe way, John was little. I think he was maybe five or turning five. And we had gotten home from a Christmas Eve party. It was pretty late. And I was like, oh, shit, the gift from Santa. Because I had all the presents and everything out, but I had forgotten to put that one unwrapped gift out. And I run in the bedroom because I was like in bed, ready to go to sleep. And I remembered, oh, shit, I forgot to do that. So I get up out of bed and 
uh, run out to the front room with this gift. And tradition that we follow is, you know, keep the lights on the Christmas tree on all night long on Christmas Eve so Santa can see to leave your present, right? And I put that gift down under the tree and I heard in my ear a fucking jingle bell, like a sleigh bell, like ching, ching, like that. It was probably a clown. Right, probably. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I stood up real fast because it scared me because I everybody else was passed out asleep. It was just me in the house. That was it. And I hear a sleigh bell in my ear. So I like jumped back from the Christmas tree because it startled me. And I looked at the clock and it was midnight on the dot. And there were no bells on the tree. I looked all over that tree. Did I have an ornament with a bell that I had accidentally, you know, shook the branch? Scared the piss out of me. Well, it's scary me now. Made me kind of believe in Santa Claus again for That's like just spooky. that moment. I was like, whoa. <laughs> that is, we should have saved that for our scary stories episode. Well, Shit. then just edit it out and we'll clip it in. Oh, no, we'll, we'll keep it. Okay. But that might have been a better one for the memories, the... Christmas memories episode. No, because oh, it's still a lie you tell your Yeah, children. it's still. But the weird thing is, I, I knew it was a lie I was telling my child. And yet right. in that moment, I kind of believed again. Yeah. Yeah. It what was about, weird. What about now? Now I think that the mythology of Santa Claus is important. Do I Do I believe in Santa Claus? No, but do I think that we still need to have him as an active Christmas figure? Yes. But it, it is weird. I mean, you know, it's this old guy who's spying on you and putting you on a list. Right. You know, but it, what is it about the, the midwinter that is a time of judgment? I mean, Jesus doesn't judge you as far as like, I'm not Christian. I'm just saying, you know, cramming baby Jesus into the Christmas holiday and stealing it. But that is not a judgment factor. That's just when you should not be so, you know, joyful, blah, blah, blah. Remember, Jesus was born this day. Or if you praise, praise him or whatever they say. Uh, because clearly I'm not a Christian because I don't know why baby Jesus is in Christmas other than to, like, take the party down a notch. <laughs> you can't get shit-faced and do fun things with a nativity. Um, but I think, is it part of, like, so all winter long... You know, you're cooped up, it's cold, nothing's growing, and you got to find a way to keep the kids behaving and not tearing the house down and being crazy because everybody's got cabin fever. You know, is that why there's the aspect of judgment on your on your behavior, on your year-long behavior, the culmination of how you yeah. did this year? Sure. Is it the New Year's thing? That's why you make resolutions to yeah. not do those things next year. I don't make resolutions. That's bullshit. I don't need to know what I'm going to, you know, not do for a month and then just start right back up again. <laughs> okay, what about um making reindeer food or any of that stuff? Nope, never did anything like that. No, I never did anything like that. Now, I put co milk and cookies out. Sure. And I somebody think, would uh, take a nibble of a cookie. I would put a, a beer cookie. out for Santa Claus. You put a beer out? Yeah. So how old were you that, for this? Santa can't drink and drive. Yeah, he can. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, probably like nine or eight or nine. I think I remember putting... I come from a very lubricated background. I think I remember putting milk and cookies out one time, though, and like Santa didn't 
Didn't, didn't touch him. You didn't touch my. Let me tell you something, Sam. I always drank that beer, <laughs> <laughs> and I got good presents. Um. No, I didn't. I, as far as other Christmas lies, no. Some of my favorite Christmas lies I've found as an adult. The Christmas lies from like the darker side of the European Christmas they've traditions. Got, they've got some creepy. When it shit. isn't Santa Claus, it isn't the rosy cheeked cherry-nosed cherub-like elf it's saint nicholas and your ass is in trouble and he's got a gang that he takes with him i love it i love it do you know more about that Heck uh, yeah i do that mythology okay one? so let's start with my favorite which is not going to be much of a surprise krampus okay right. so saint nicholas captured and i don't know if you would say tamed but captured the demon krampus and Krampus rolls out on Krampusnacht, December 5th, which is like right before, I think December 6th is St. Nicholas Day. Wait a minute, I think I wrote He this rolls down. out on your birthday? Yeah, he rolls out on my birthday, which is why a lot of these things. <laughs> that explains things, a lot. It does. So Krampus comes out, judges if children, if he goes after the naughty children, right? What's he do with them? He whips them. Or he stuffs them in a basket on his back and drags them back to hell with him so that he can eat them. Yay, dark European traditions. Wow. Um, let's see, who else is there? Because I was looking at these and I'm like, these are fantastic. My personal favorite. I think maybe Krampus is at the top, but you really got to give out, you got to give it to the Yule lads. Have you heard of these guys? No. They're fantastic. So... It's the Yule Lads and their parents. Uh, their mom is a lady named... Oh, they're trolls. This is Icelandic, by the way. No trolls. No, no trolls they're in fantastic. my house. No elves. They sneak around your house and do stuff. No. So there's... It sounds like a haunting. There's 13 Yule Lads, and most of their names are pretty self-explanatory. Um, we have super cool ones, like... Uh, there is a Yule Lad named Stubby. Who is short and steals food out of your frying pans. And I'm like, oh, it's like me. Yeah, is his last name Rochelle? <laughs> no. <laughs> but there is one called Door Sniffer, who apparently sniffs out your baked goods. So there's one for you too. It has an insa wow. insatiable appetite for baked goods. That sounds like me. And sniffs around the door to find out if you've got baked goods in your home. And then you've got some basic ones like you've got Spoon Licker who licks your spoons, and a pot scraper who sneaks in and scrapes your dirty pots for any food left in the bottom of them. I love the look on your face. Um, the other one, there's one named Gully Gawk. He steals the foam from the buckets of cow's milk. Precious. Yes. Precious but they've got their parents, too. Grilla, who's pretty well known. Um she boils kids alive and eats them. And then their dad, whose name I really don't think I'm pronouncing right, but like Lepa Luoi or something like that. He's just lazy. He's not so mean. But all of these Yule lads have different functions, like window peeper peeps in your windows. And it's different days of the year. It looks like it starts right around December 12th. And then sort of like every couple of days, a new Yule lad pops up to do naughty things around the house. There's one called, I think his name is Bowl Liquor, because apparently in Iceland, it was kind of popular to put food in bowls and stick it under your bed. So, and so he'd sneak in and snatch food out of them. 
so these are rituals people would do, but not lies they tell their children. It's oh no, it was to tell. People... It was to tell children. As a matter of fact, in the year 1746, Iceland banned parents from torturing their kid with stories of the Yule lads. They were like, "Enough's enough. You're freaking out the kids." That's very interesting, isn't it? Ah, oh, it makes them so. But great. they didn't believe it themselves, or mm-hmm. did they? Did maybe they also believed in something called the Christmas cat. Okay. Uh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Tell me more about the cat. The Christmas cat eats you if you weren't wearing at least one new piece of clothing on Christmas Day. Well, <laughs> I don't know about being eaten by a cat. Yep. But I, I can Big always go for new clothing on right. Christmas. I guess, you know, to get the kids to like clean up and be presentable for Christmas. Who knows? But I thought that was pretty fun. I haven't gotten new clothes for Christmas in a really long time, well, though, and my, I'm still I here. I get myself clothes for Christmas. Oh, I found this one. I thought he was really fun, and I'm not going to pronounce this correctly. It's a French character. Um, Père Futard loosely translates to um, Father Whip or Old Man Whipper. Oh, no. Yeah, and it's an old guy. That just shows up and whips the shit out of you if you're naughty. And I'm like, sweet. <laughs> wow. But this is this is more from the countries where they don't have the sweet Santa Claus. They have St. Nicholas, you know, Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas. Yeah, where he's Klaus. in the robes. He's got the more religious, the the hat, you know, the big tall hat looks that like, like the, the bishops hat. wear. Yeah. yeah. And he's very, a a lot of these characters kind of act like, I don't want to say like a liaison, but like a go-between from St. Nicholas to just the regular people. They show up maybe a little ahead of time, and they're either there to entertain you or punish you, and then St. Nicholas shows up, and there you go. But this is all like early winter, or early in the sure. month celebrations, not the December 24th, 25th thing. What I have here is a particular website that says, we asked five experts, should I lie to my children about Santa? Oh. And of the five experts, four out of five experts said no. Really? Only one of them said yes, that Christmas rituals offer an opportunity for social belonging. Mm. Blah, blah. The Santa mythology for children may be important for um, functions like attention skills, which provides good evidence for parents not to be discouraged from stimulating their children's imagination. Hmm. But that's the only one who said yes, and it's filled with a bunch of malarkey. So what do the naysayers say? That you shouldn't lie to your children? Adults should not lie to children about Santa. But adults do lie to children (laughs) a lot. Children are easy to manipulate. When a child asks the question as to whether Santa is real or not, they're already at a developmental stage to distinguish between reality and fictional characters. I think you need to teach your kids a healthy amount of doubt. Otherwise, they just believe any old sack of shit that an adult throws at them. I don't know. I think we t- we should teach our children to be at least a little bit suspicious. When children reach this developmental stage, it's not helpful if we lie to them about a fictional character, oh, fuck such that. I as love Santa. Lying to kids. I like how you kept it uh, ambiguous. I did. You made him answer the right. question. Now I was asked that by a child as well once, and put in a very awkward position because 
it wasn't my child. It was the child of someone I was dating. So really, he should have asked his dad or mom. Maybe he didn't feel like they were a reliable <clears throat> source, seeing as they were the one who told him the lie in the first place. That's a lot place. of pressure on me. Yeah. You know, like what I'm, I'm going to break it to him. Yeah. So yeah, is he flat out, you know, is Santa Claus, and it, I was alone with him. There wasn't anyone else to. Of course. Damn it. Because <laughs> when kids are going to put you in these kind of situations, there's yeah. no lifeline. Yeah. Santa Claus is real. <laughs> and I took a moment. I took a moment and I just said, Santa is legend. And I mm-hmm. just, I just left it at that. I just left it at that. Uh, and yeah. I think I Be like, there you go, kid. You go. He's an enigma That's... wrapped in a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> That's my answer. That's how I backed out of that one. I, very well, carefully. I think that I was pretty ambiguous because I think you have to teach your children to reason what's going on in the world, not through you as the filter. Do you know what I mean? I know that sounds rough. Okay. So here, here's another one that said, no, you shouldn't lie. About Santa because you are encouraging your children, usually with made-up proof, to believe a morally ambiguous lie. I'm not alone in being devastated, learning of my parents' elaborate deceit about Santa, leaving me to wonder what other lies they have told. Well, I think that's a healthy approach to um, <laughs> to not just your parents, but authority in general. You have to question the motive. When someone is lying to you, if they're telling you something and you're thinking, "Mm, that sounds too good to be true, I need to examine some motives. What are they getting out of this? I don't know. I think it, I think there is a healthy amount of skepticism that every human being, yes, that every human being should have. I guess not to expect, well, I never like really sold the Santa thing. I was never like, Santa's watching you, you know, oh, which list are you going to be on? No, right, I'd the, be like, oh, is, that Santa Claus is watching you. Yeah, that. no, that to me is a bit much. That's to have creepy. the object in your home An and be like, object. that inanimate object is watching your every move. Yeah, that's creepy. That's creepy. It's like saw. Um, Santa encourages imagination, but... You're really asking children to suspend um, critically and believe a fiction. Yeah, well, isn't religion kind of doing the same thing? There we go. That's great. Mm -hmm. Far from promoting wonder, the Santa story encourages children to be consumers of other ideas. Right. So I like the idea of expanding their imagination and the, the possibility of belief, just like you hearing the jingle. Yeah, that freaked me out. But yes, well, I mean, you know, you can be very black and white and you can say that because there is no proof that this exists, it does not exist. Fine. If that's the type of person you are, great. Good for you. But you can have a healthy imagination and think that there are maybe things outside of yourself that you cannot readily explain. And maybe just because you don't have proof doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I, I Sure. I mean, I'll know, say that. I mean, that's religion in, in a nutshell. You have, you're believing in a higher power that you have no example of proof. I believe in other things I cannot yeah. see. Who's to say that as a collective, Santa exists because people believe. Right. Like, right, there's that. like the Tulpa thing. If enough right. people believe, <laughs> right. then does that not mean that this exists on, so, on some platform? As far as many stories I have as a kid... With Santa, I just remember one where we were all, I was with my cousins in their bedroom. The, their, the parents told us to go into the bedroom, 
because um, Santa was coming. And I wondered now, they probably forgot to put shit under the tree, Mm -hmm. is what I'm thinking. And um, we heard some jingling and heard a ho-ho, but I think that was my cousin doing a ho-ho-ho. When we came out, there was, you know, stuff under the tree. Well, I I do specifically remember asking my mother, we don't have a chimney. How is Santa getting into our house? At which point, mom, thinking on her feet, was like, well, there are lots of houses that don't have chimneys. Santa has a magic key that lets him unlock any door if he needs to get in. Don't worry. (laughs) That's a great. Yeah. That's a great answer. You know. He can just walk through. Yeah. Walk through walls with a sack full of toys like a ghost. Exactly. And I mean, there's a sweetness to that mythology, but there is also a sweetness to childhood that must be shed to become an adult, you know? I mean, we can't just be childlike forever. Well, that's true. So is this, is this the, that happens at coming of age when they, de- well, yeah, when they of. decide or when they start to question whether or not Santa is real and ask those questions? Yeah. But you also, at some point, did you never find yourself questioning if your parents were correct on things? You know, well, I might have been raised to believe this, but maybe that's not true. I remember being disappointed about knowing that a bunny wasn't bringing me the basket full of Mm -hmm. candy, that it was just coming from her and that that, therefore she was deciding what was going in the basket. (laughs) Because I don't know, it seemed there there was a bummer me finding out that way. Well, let me put it this way. I may have been devastated to find out that these mythological creatures were not real, but I've been far more devastated by other truths in my life, okay? (laughs) This is is very true. So next time we'll talk more about our own holiday memories, we'll say. That may or may not, again, I don't have too many that involve Santa, but I have some pretty good um, holiday memories, we'll say. Christmassy flavored memories. Yeah. And so we will talk more about that next time. In the meantime, if you have... Any stories you'd like to share about Santa? Oh my God, Santa if you have weird Christmas stories, tell them to us. I can't wait. Yes, yeah, send those to us at feedback at galpodcast.com. That's feedback at galpodcast.com. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.